The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. It's October. We played football in Blacksburg yesterday. We got back home about an hour and a half ago to the Queen City. Charlotte, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that Billy Ray and Pat are here together. Virginia Tech beats Pittsburgh 38-21 to in front of an incredible crowd. Before we talk about anything, we will address the clothing situation. You can see we're wearing the same thing. If you can't see it, we're wearing the same thing. We're going to be interviewing as a team. Roback has got us fitted out here for this Sunday night podcast. But what's important about these quarter zips is that, you know, I know the camera is a little, you can't really see it, but state of Virginia, these are the official new uh, state-based polos and quarter zips from Roback. This is called the Berg. If you look, actually, if I do the full body turnaround, wow, that was uh, synchronized. Got some, got some. White, got some orange, and of course, they are maroon quarter zips. They are fantastic. They are comfortable, lifestyle, active wear. Get outside, row back. 20% off using Suns VT as your promo code for all first-time users. So go check it out. The Commonwealth is also on the Roback site. I know they still have uh, some of those in stock, too. What a tremendous, tremendous Saturday night that it was. Saturday day, it was a marathon all weekend. And I'm going to start this podcast the same way Coach Pry starts his press conferences. Virginia Tech has a special fan base. One and three football team coming at home to play a bad Pittsburgh team. Completely showed out. Showed out to the point where they affected the game. You had false starts. You had delay of games. You had you had people losing their voice. Did you hear um, that? The yeah, that crack? usually doesn't happen to me. It's usually you, but they got me this time. This voice uh, crack is brought to you by Bigelow Tea. <laughs> um, I, I can't say it enough. This fan base is incredible. And are we are we in on the white effect now? Are we back with white effect? Like what? I owe some of you guys an apology. Mm-hmm. Backpedal Pat. I mean, I think the white effect looked great. It did. You know why? We won the football game. People followed the directions. It was at night. That's really mm-hmm. the biggest one. Mm-hmm. This was a night game. Wofford, 11 a.m. Oh, my gosh. I got to go find something white to put on. This is totally different. It's a primetime football game. You got the ACC folks in town from ACC Network and ESPN. And uh, back in on the white effect if yeah. it's at night, mm-hmm. like that SpongeBob episode. Yeah. yeah. At night. Hokies win 38-21, to defeat Pittsburgh. Um, 
I love recording podcasts after after wins. Obviously, a whole lot more fun to talk about good stuff than bad stuff. We're going to talk about it all, but there's a lot of good to talk about. But I also love it because we get plenty of poetry when we go ahead and we do that. So, Pat, why don't you... Uh... Oh, my gosh. See, I just refreshed the page. There's like four more haikus. <laughs> so we got to do a speed round, okay? Now, bear with me, everyone. Paul Patera says, attitude and edge. On display Saturday night. Better days ahead. I love Paul Patera. Big Virginia Tech guy at Prino's Ball. Beers were deleted. Hokies in the win column. <laughs> Kyron Drones is him. Joshua Carter. White out had buy-in. It did. Hokies happy for one week. Five touchdowns for Drones. All factual. Here's one from Jeremy Sullivan. Vintage Hokies ball, Kyron and Basil unleashed things you love to see. You know what's I lo- funny? I love that haiku. You know what's funny is a lot of people probably were like, haikus are dumb. I'm never going to do them after fifth grade. And this podcast is bringing back haikus for a small segment of the United States. Um, <laughs> we, lo- wait, wait, we got more. I know. I was going to read the ones that we have written down. You have more bonus ones? Uh, Chris Baylor. Bowen in his bag. General Drones has Oh, five TDs. No has. On to FSU. And then we got Grant Watson. Hokies take down Pitt. Drones is an absolute dog. See y'all in Florida. Grant Florida. Watson is making that trip, dude. Florida is three syllables. I looked this up. However, we're giving you a pass. Because who really says Florida? I'm more of a Florida guy. Two more. Matthew Sams. Love you, Matt. Great hat. Need that hat. Both of us. Hokey Way hat looks great. We'll wear it together. We will. At the same <laughs> we, time. We, we, do, we do that And often. then we already did Paul. So we're we're ready. Highway. I didn't read it. Oh. I got to read Matt, though. Sorry. We were it's getting, getting late. Highway to drone zone. Whiteout game. Always at night. Four more wins to bowl. There are four more wins on the schedule. We can find it. We have sunsetted September. We are into October. We have two wins. I wanted to get a, find a way to get three. We found a way to get two. I had kind of chalked up Pitt to being a tremendous challenge for us, and we found a way to do it. So we do have one last announcement, which led to some funny social media content that was uh, floating around on uh, our Instagram. So why don't you uh, go ahead and make that uh, make that for us? So our friends over at R&R Wellness, also known as Renew and Restore Wellness, they're based in Blacksburg. We were actually there on Friday, and they're today. Mm-hmm. And we're hanging out with the team over there and really just getting top quality services for recharging and wellness. They have IV therapy. They have whole body cryotherapy, localized cryotherapy, red light therapy. You you put the, uh, you know, the bug eyed Mm -hmm. goggles on and go bake under the red light. I kind of feel like a French fry under the, uh, the heat lamp. Red light therapy was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I think this might be my favorite personally, the compression therapy where you get your Michelin man jacket sleeves Mm -hmm. and pants Mm -hmm. and then some lower back help as well. Guys and gals, if you're, if you're local to Blacksburg, you can go in there. And then even if you are coming in for the weekend, know that you're going to be tailgating all day. You might go to downtown and have a good night with all your friends and uh, former classmates and then the scaries. Mm-hmm. 
will creep into your mind. And you can get taken care of at R&R Wellness. Get the Hangover High Roller, which I participated in today, actually. We, that, we all that, did. That was my favorite. I mean, so when you go to spring break in Key West, uh, Virginia Tech seniors always go to Key West. There's this one place that you can go, really sketchy, but they hook you up to an IV and they basically delete your hangover. You delete beers all weekend. You're getting the tots rail and you know you're going to feel bad in the morning. Make an appointment. Go on in. And if you mention Sons of Saturday, you will get $20 off of your IV treatment. We'll completely, completely forgive you for any sins that you did commit over the weekend. It's right down by Bojangles, Professional Park Drive. And we're going to do an event. Uh, we are formulating the ideas here. Homecoming weekend, Sunday at R&R Wellness. So uh, stay tuned for more uh, info there. But uh, super excited to work with Lauren and Dr. C and Katie and Lauren and, and the dogs. Max and Frodo, great people, great dogs. Set the vibe. Go ahead. Set the freaking vibe. We changed it up this week. Usually we start off at the German club and we sit there and we don't move. And I love the German club. German club's great. But this week we decided to deploy a new plan. You wake up at 8 o'clock. It's a long, long day. And we wanted to get around. So we wake up in the morning around 9.30, 10 o'clock. Throw the shoes on. There's no way I'm running because I was out all last night. But I will get a nice little walk-in. Head on down to campus, do a nice campus tour, get back. The Mill Mountain. Get the Mill Mountain, get back downtown. Headed to Sharky's, headed to Tots, enjoyed the outdoor weather, enjoyed some PBRs down at Tots, which was fantastic. Um, then we headed to the lots, stopped in lot one, stopped in lot two. Then we headed to the manor, watched a very interesting flyover. We had the C-17 do a flyover. Now, due to the laws, from what I heard with the Air Force, there's a time that they're allowed to do it, and they're not. So the C-17 comes and doesn't do a flyover. He does like a pass-through over campus like five or six times. If you look at the flight tracker data, it's pretty hilarious. Um, and then we headed into the game and had a fantastic time. Um, we saw it doing laps. It, maybe they're doing a little dress rehearsal on Friday. Yeah, we, we, were, saw, we saw the plane on Friday. We were walking around, and usually it's like prop planes, little crop duster action. Um, and I was like, that's a big plane. That's the freshman backpack of planes flying around um, all over campus. But it was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I think generally the vibe around the fan base the last seven days was really just we're in the mud. Mm -hmm. The more research I did on Pitt, the more I found out that I actually really like an opportunity for us to win this game. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a good feeling about the game leading up to game time. And, uh, you know, we're on on the field. Nick Cullen standing there <laughs> filming an Enter Sandman video on the field. And his wife, Mindy, does the worm. Like, unbelievable. We put it on Twitter and Instagram, and it is just hilarious. She's mm -hmm. like, hey, BRB, going to go do the worm. <laughs> Mid-Sandman. Mid-Sandman doing the worm. It's unbelievable. Exit night entered, entered the dirt. <laughs> and I, I yelled at Nick, I guarantee you win tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's on film, and we'll upload that to YouTube, too. Yeah. But we had so much fun. I want to say this, so I'm going to enter backwards hat mode now that we're jumping into uh, into the football game. There was a ridiculously long dialogue under one of our tweets about <laughs> – about Virginia Tech having Pitt be the Super Bowl. 
Now, you would think that I'm about to get on here and talk trash about Pitt thinking that we're the Super Bowl. I just like that this rivalry is heated. It means something. It means something. Pittsburgh, we talked about this in the last podcast in the preview with the Loyal Suns. Like, two teams who pride themselves on being a blue-collar team. Pittsburgh's a blue-collar city. Blacksburg, ton of great, hard-working people. Um, and... That's what it was, and this game meant a ton for both teams, not just because of the position that they were in, um, but it's always back and forth, and Virginia Tech was had a way to pull it out. So, sons of stats, got my handy-dandy iPad here. We're going to run through some stuff. Um, the first thing, all right, I'll say it. With the better Wi-Fi and the better cell connectivity, I have the ability to, to tweet during the game sometimes. And Zach Osmond did a great job doing the play-by-play. He absolutely crushed it. He was up there in the box for us, but – Cell service was a little tough because town was packed and I was able to fire off one tweet during the game. Immediately after pressing send, I was like, should I have tweeted that? I couldn't delete it. So it just said up there. I said, tell you what, Tebow took his Viagra today. Tebow, Tyler Bowen. Yes, our offensive coordinator. Aggressive? Yes. True? Also, yes. Virginia Tech, 427 total yards. 228 passing, 199 running. We were 8 of 16 on third down. That is good for Papu Beep, 50%. We converted a third and 19 yesterday. Long throw to Daquan Wright, led to a field goal. We were uh, four for four on fourth down, or was it two for two? two two. It was two for two on fourth down. I love that we went under under center. It's not that we just went under center. We did what the Eagles do, where you put the big tight end behind the quarterback. He grabs him by his hips, and thrusts him forward behind the offensive line. And when you do quarterback sneak, there's not a lot of thinking involved. It's, hey, I'm the center, I'm the guard, I'm the tackle, and I'm going to try to run you over because you're going to try to run me over defensive line. And we were able to straight up out-tough Pittsburgh on the line of scrimmage to make that happen. We had 37 minutes of possession, 25 First down. Is that a, is that a high mark in the Bowen era? It, Bowen if it's era? if it's not, I would be absolutely shocked that it wouldn't be. I was very surprised at how long the football game felt from start to finish. I mean, the first quarter seemed to last forever. Um, it, it felt like one of the longer football games that I had ever attended in my life. Um, but just an awesome, awesome, awesome performance by Virginia Tech. Um, I'm trying to make sure that I was right on the first downs. 25 first downs. That's right. I, it, was, it was so crazy. I had to make sure and look it up. Um, Phil Dracovic. I feel for Phil Dracovic. He came into the year with a ton of hype. Um, had good games at Boston College. He usually hasn't played well against Virginia Tech specifically. Um, he's hurt. He's got a wrist injury. And I'm not trying to be mean. It was one of the worst games I had ever seen by a Power 5 quarterback in person. Um, we're talking about five-yard screens to guys that are wide open. He's putting it in the dirt. We're talking about, like, no ability. He had that one really long throw on the touchdown. The guy was wide open, but then he had the other one down the sideline, underthrew it, could have been picked. Um, but I got to tell you, Phil Jerkovic really helped the Hokies. Um, he was 11 of 22 with a 27.3 QBR, had four sacks, and on the other hand, on the other hand was Kyron Drones, who had five total touchdowns in this football game. Now, Hokies with five touchdowns since 2000. I got this from David Cunningham. Thank you so much. Lee Suggs, Brian Randall did it twice. 
One of those times he had six. Logan Thomas, Gerard Evans, Josh Jackson, and Kyron Drones. And flipping it back over to the defense, we said we were happy for Tebow because Tebow got a lot of flack on Twitter. Coach Marv was starting to get a lot of flack on Twitter. 273 total yards for Pittsburgh. And if you take out, I know you can't take them out, but I just want to give you some context here. We had those two explosive touchdowns by Pittsburgh, the 75-yarder to tie it at seven, which I got to tell you, when that happened, Uh I felt better about 0-0 than I did 7-7 because when the game started, you just looked at me and you said, dude, the over's looking pretty good today. (laughs) And um, Nobody. Nobody, nobody. Nobody in that stadium said we are going to have a track meet. Mm-hmm. We, we when he, we had the loyal sons on, they said it's going to be a Narduzzi rock fight, and we're like, oh, you know, yeah, the Fuente three and a half hour stomach ache. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough game. People were calling it a, um, you know, one of the worst Power Five games of the weekend, and it was not. It was a good football game, and you had you had both teams scoring points, mm-hmm. uh, but not what we expected. No. Every part of the game was no. fun as a spectator. Then you had the 61-yard pass, which was just bad tackling, really poor tackling. I think he broke three tackles. Yeah. And one of the one of the tackles it was, was like, screen. for those of you who play um, Need for Speed growing up, he got to get hit, hit the B button. He got to hit the NOS because one of the defensive backs basically, oh, you need a boost? Here, I'll push you faster. And he just breaks away and scores a touchdown. But if you take those two plays out of there, um, you're basically – we have to figure out the back end. Now, the challenge to me was Monsoor Delane for the first time played a ton of time at safety. I don't think he took a single snap at corner. And we're going to need to figure that out if we're playing Jordan Travis, whoever we're playing against Florida State, needs to get figured out. But you take away that 75-yard or you take away that, away that 61-yard pass, Pittsburgh finishes with 137 yards total. And the defensive line, look, I've gotten on here before, and I've had my qualms with the defensive line's production. They absolutely showed up. There's this article that came out earlier in the week, which basically said, look, people were mean on Twitter and we don't want to deal with mean stuff on Twitter anymore. And they showed up six tackles for loss, held Pittsburgh to 38 rushing yards. We talked about the four sacks, just a really, really good performance from the defensive line, from the linebackers. And uh, we're going to talk about it now. So um, the good can only start in one place. And you're going to talk about our guy, Kyron drones. Oh man. So there's this thing that's going on. It's, it's the legacy game Mm -hmm. when you have an individual who goes out there and etches his imprints on something bigger. And this was, was this a Kyron drones legacy game? Is that, is that an aggressive statement? Are we there yet? Here's the thing. Let's set the scene. Let's set the table. He said it in the post game interview, he's like, yeah, ODU game at night, home opener. That was exciting. He didn't play against ODU. Mm-hmm. Um, this was his first start as a Hokie at home. Kyron Jones played one drive in Lane Stadium up until this point on September 30th. Um, not only is this his first home start, it's in conference play. It's at night. And the bright lights came on and he absolutely delivered. And, you know, I really like this guy. Um, if you have not watched his post-game interview that he did with the ACC huddle folks, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend it. Um, he pretty much comes out and says, you know, after Rutgers, after Marshall, I told coach, I said, you know, I'm sorry, you know, we're going to get it done. 
sons of accountability, sons of leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, we came on this podcast over the last few weeks and we're like, hey, this losing streak that we're on right now, we need to see some leaders on this team mm-hmm. step up and hold themselves and hold each other accountable. And we did not lose to Marshall because of Kyron Drones. I know he said, he'd said, I told coach, I'm sorry. Um, but we did want those leaders to emerge. And Kyron Drones looks to be that guy. He's a dude. He's ready to take control of the team. He knows how to run the offense. And him being able to move left and right in and out of the pocket, even when he's under duress, which mm-hmm. happens a lot. Talk about his ability to get rid of the ball, too. He knows how to throw the ball out of bounds and, you know, isn't making any errant um, ill-advised don't, don't, throws. Don't skip over that, though. I think, like, what what he has an uncanny ability to do, and it's because of his strength. I mean, the guy, guy squats like 500 pounds. Um, ability to have guys hanging on to him and trying to drag him down and somehow, like, put the ball in his left hand, put the ball in his right hand, and either get it somewhere, get out of the pocket, and avoid taking a sack because you know this Virginia football team is just not going to be successful in third and long. He has an uncanny I, – I, I don't know of a comp to make because he has such an uncanny ability to do so. Um, and also create with his feet. If the pocket does break down, he's able to roll out. He's able to break the pocket. He's able to get as much yardage as he can. So he handles those situations really well. And for a guy who doesn't have a ton of experience starting at the Power 5 level, it's really impressive. Yeah, I do think Kyron Drones in the run game, I'm not going to go – a mirror comp with Gerard Evans because they run differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go a mirror comp with Logan Thomas because El is like 6'6", 260. And, you know, we've never had another quarterback with that that size and frame. Um, but it is kind of like a combo of both of them where you just have this big physical dude and he, he runs and falls forward. His touchdown that he scored, I think it was the second one. Mm-hmm. It was not the one when, when he did the cool jump uh, with the ball. Um that was a little Hendon Hooker-esque. That You're losing cool. track of the touchdowns. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I like that. I like losing track of touchdowns. It had a little bit of Logan Thomas versus Georgia Tech in 2011 where he just carried the entire pile. Now, Logan carried that pile for, like, you know, what seemed to be 35 yards. Drones is, like, 11, an 11-yard score. But he gives us so much more, and we are not a one-dimensional football mm-hmm. team anymore. We're not a one-dimensional offense because guess what? We also have Basil Tootin, mm-hmm. who is also a dude. Actually, he's not a dude. He's a dog. I'll take a I'll take a I'll take a word out of uh, again. I'm, the Viagra thing is a Leffler thing. And he said, you know what? You gotta be a dude. You know what? Even better than a dude, you gotta be a guy. And that guy is a complete guy's a complete guy. I said this going into the game, and I'll repeat it again. His playmaking ability is fantastic. His ability to not get frustrated when he does have to make three or four guys miss in the backfield is incredible. I truly believe that Basil Tutin could play at any, any ACC school and he would play at a ton of power five programs, really good player. His touchdown was very much like the Purdue play where he's dead to rights on the sideline and he's able to make one guy miss and he end up scoring a touchdown. So um, I, I, I love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. Um, a couple more things on drones. That long play to Jalen Lane, if you were either at the stadium or you missed it, they did a breakdown on it. So they bring a corner blitz um, from, I believe, the I believe the right side of the field. He knew he was going to take a hit, stood in the pocket, delivered the football to Jalen Lane, who's getting healthier each week, and it's off to the races. There's no safety help. 
Um, the guy covering Jalen Lane, I think, had some really, really bad leverage uh, to the outside shoulder. Goes inside and he's gone. Uh, turns on the burners. And the one thing that he really bring, that I want to shout out specifically Basial Tutin and Kyron Drones on this word. And it's swagger. And it's such a buzzword. And it's something that we talked about over the last couple of games. You said, you know, when we score touchdowns, it doesn't look like everybody's having fun doing it. It doesn't look like they are embracing the culture and personality that they show on social media or that the coach shows behind the podium. This specific football game, especially in two to three drives, you got Kyron Drones first touchdown. And I don't always love this stuff. But he runs down the field, and he is giving everybody the business. It's the linebacker that tried to – it's the cornerback who gets burned by Daquan Felton, and he's giving him the business. And you got Daquan Felton's in the end zone in front of the Dancing. north end zone doing his Dougie. And it was just – this team needed to get to the point where it's like, I'm going to run you over in your face, which is what Basial Tootin did on the first drive, the second play of the game. He's running down the sideline on the visiting team's side, and he has an option. He has a decision to make. I'm either going to step out of bounds, I'm going to try to juke this guy out, or I'm going to run through your face. He chose the last choice, and I think that set the tone for this football game. Virginia Tech played with Moxie. Virginia Tech said, we're coming out here. Close your kids' ears. We're coming out here, and we're going to kick your ass. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the spike loved it. I know he's going to have to do some running for it, but it just looked like they work so hard. They do everything they can all week to go out and play a football game. There's a ton of negativity outside and they didn't let that to get inside and they came out and they performed. It was chippy outside, but it wasn't over the top, especially in the second half. You see green, you see Holloway, you see everybody. They were going out of their way. If the ball is being ran to the right and the wide receiver's on the left, he's trying to bury the cornerback. Um, we played like a completely different football team from a culture, personality, and juice perspective. And it was infectious. And then you saw it from the defense. And then you saw it from special teams, running through the end zone, getting the end zones fired up. I loved it. I, 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 I was, quite frankly, I was blown away. I, I was blown away by the performance that they put in. Everything that we talked about was energy based. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, talking about the Marshall game. Mm -hmm. Where's the energy? Mm -hmm. You come home, your fans are here. We're one and three, and the place is freaking full. And you, you shut them down. Pitt goes three and out on the first drive yeah. of the game. And all of a sudden, guess who's got juice? Guess who's got <laughs> energy? The offense. Second and 12, drones. Uh, there was a play fake, uh, play action. Drones drops back and over the top to Felton. Beautiful ball. Beautiful, Beautiful ball. As if it was, it was dropped from the heavens into Daquan Felton. So we can officially say that Kyron Drones indeed can throw the football. We he, said it last week. We said it the week before. Kyron Drones is capable of throwing the football. That was a nice throw. I think, I think one thing that gets unnoticed too, and it's so exaggerated in college, where – that play was so crucially important. And it was something that I told you, Open not on the podcast, was that I'm afraid that if this game starts off a specific way, there is going to be people in the stands that will boo. And that is the last thing that you want to do 
is end up in a situation where everybody's jazzed up, everybody runs out, you're looking to play a football game, and you lose some confidence because you go three down on that first drive. That play, even though it was followed up by a touchdown to Pitt, to get the juice and the energy back in the building for something, it is so crucially important to get juice that isn't manufactured by Sandman because Sandman is amazing, and then you almost like restart the game. It's like that is now over, that was the performance, and now it's time for the football game. And for them to capitalize on that and come out, I think that completely changes the uh, the rhythm and the football game in general. And there was something special about this coaching staff wearing the military appreciation Virginia Tech. Uh, what, they were awesome. what are we calling these t-shirt hoodies? Is that the appropriate? Yeah, they're like one of those. Um, it was kind of like like loose, uh, thin material with a hood kind of mm-hmm. deal. It's like right. one of those fisherman shirts, but made of cotton. You know exactly. what I mean? Well, we were fishing for a dub. And speaking of the coaching staff, Tyler Bowen called a really great game. Fantastic. Last night. Um, after Marshall, Coach Prime, the press conference, hey, we got a, we got away from running the football. Mm-hmm. We had success early running the football, and we got away from that. And we said, commit to the run game and commit to defending the run. That's exactly what we did here on Saturday night. We ran the ball. I was blown away by this. 59 times <laughs> on Saturday, which shout out to Bill Roth. He puts out the late hits uh, every weekend after a tech game. This was the most uh, rushing attempts that Virginia Tech has had since the ECU game in 2017, mm-hmm. which actually confused me because that game I affiliate with Josh Jackson, just throwing the ball to Cannon Phillips 45 times. Yep. Um, so I was surprised that we, we probably had 40 minutes of possession in that game. But again, tangent, we did a great job of running the football. Great job running the football. Um, now, I will say it's not sustainable to run the quarterback 21 times, but the dynamic that he brings is is undeniable. His ability to open up the offense, and I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up now. I hate – that when something happens and it's positive, we then have to point back to the other thing and trash the other thing. I've said this a couple of times. Grant Wells didn't play poorly enough to lose the job. Kyron Jones fits the scheme better and he's doing a good job. And I watched Grant Wells specifically this football game, the Marshall football game, and he is doing everything he can to be a good teammate. Like this doesn't need to turn into anything more than Kyron Jones is has shown that he's the starting quarterback doesn't need to turn into a one guy sucks, one guy doesn't situation. So I do want to go ahead and say that again. Um, to talk about something freaking awesome, we're creating a new word. Powerful is a great word. You go to sales kickoff for some of these technology companies, you listen to like an iPhone announcement and they talk about the power. It's the ro- robust. It's robust. So the new word of the day is powerful. We had two powerful drives. When Virginia Tech and Pitt are tied at seven after the long touchdown, what happens? Virginia Tech gets on the field, has an 11-play, 55-yard drive, resulting in a touchdown. Right after that, you're up 14-7 to with four minutes and 22 seconds left in the half. And you're thinking, you're like, we're in for a football game. We are in for an absolute football game. But can we find a way? Can we find a way to go up 21-7? Do you know what it would mean for this football team? Even if we can just get a field goal, go up 17 to uh, 17 to 7, mm-hmm. what that would mean for the football team. 11 plays, 67 yards, touchdown, leave Pittsburgh with 21 seconds. And again, an unreal move by Tootin to get into the box. Just uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. His incorporation of tunnel screens, his play calling of 
what I really realized is that the play calling wasn't like, it seemed as if we were throwing darts at plays and being like, well, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. When you watch the offense from the beginning of the game to the end of the football game, it wasn't just, I'm going to call plays and put players in position to do what they do. Well, I'm going to call plays to set up stuff that's coming up later. Um, there were a couple times during the game. I love doing this where it's like, Hey Pat, you know what? I'd love to see right here. You know what? I'd love to see right here. I'd love to see a little play action pass here. I'd love to see us run a little quarterback draw. I'd love to see us run a little screen here. Cause they're blitzing f- uh, five or six guys here. And you could see, how he's kind of thinking about the football game. He's thinking about it the right way. Um, and my hat's off to him. He took a ton of heat uh, since the old Dominion game. And it's got it's got to feel really good in the locker room. It's got to feel really good in the coaching uh, offices. I mean, also just I was excited to see a flea flicker and <laughs> in reverse, you know, getting a little bit creative with some trick plays, mm-hmm. opening up the playbook. Xavion Turner Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, we thought we had a, a little bit of a, a David Wilson play out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is quick. He is quick. He is explosive. I'm excited to see how that we how we continue to get him involved in the uh, in the football game. It, it's kind of interesting. You don't feel like you have a spoil of riches at the running back position. You do, and at the skill position on offense, you do. We even saw Malachi Thomas. This is the best game we've seen Malachi Thomas play all year. Uh, he's not going to blow you away on the stat sheet, but um, we have a lot of talented guys, and we found a way to share the rock with everybody. How much do you love that this team has with Kyron Drones as our quarterback and with a guy like Basil Tootin, mm-hmm. we are able to capitalize on third and short and fourth and short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love to see the creativity too. It wasn't a, you know, a dive or running some sort of zone from the, from the shotgun every single time you were keeping them guessing, you were keeping them figuring out. There were multiple times where Pittsburgh, I mean, we're at the point now where Pittsburgh is coming to see how we're going to line up on third down and taking a timeout to adjust because mm-hmm. um, they're not getting what they expected to see. Um, and that's a sign of Pittsburgh going, oh, snap, they're not doing exactly what they've been doing all year. They're not. They're going a little bit off script. And, um, yeah, just take my hat off to Coach Bowen. I really do. This episode of the Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by the River Course. And, look, we talk about greatness all the time. And when you talk about golf, Pebble Beach – Augusta, Bandon Dunes, dare I say Shinnecock, the river course sits squarely in the middle of this conversation. A top 10 college course in America, according to Golf Digest, and the home for the For Those to Come golf tournament. And look, if you head on down there and you mention Sons of Saturday, we got some hookups for you. 50% off appetizers. Who doesn't like appetizers? 10% off of headwear and apparel at the golf shop. I mean, get yourself a new outfit, feel good, look good, play good. And the cream of the crop, new annual student memberships will receive a free cart fee and new adult memberships will receive a free foursome plus a complimentary lunch. The River Course, unparalleled greatness, unparalleled beauty, nestled right in Southwest Virginia. What do we like about the defense? Coach Holmes got to chat with him. We said, hey, listen, love Coach Holmes. We really limited them. They had less than 40 rushing yards if you account for the sacks as well, which, oh, wait, Virginia Tech versus Pittsburgh, they didn't run for 300 yards historically, 28. We talked about this on the pregame podcast. Mm -hmm. 2018, over 200 rushing yards. 2022, Abana is still running. (laughs) Completely different. Completely yeah. different. We said, hey, coach, 
What exactly happened tonight? Um, usually Pitt's going to run the ball down our throats, but to quote Buzz Lightyear, not today. <laughs> we had Tisdale at Mike, and Tisdale was aligning Kelly Lawson correctly pre-snap. Kind of guy like Alan Tisdale. Mm-hmm. He's been around the game for a long time. He's a pre-COVID guy. And we've been getting off blocks quicker as well. And our two leading tacklers this week. Was it a safety? Was not Shamari Connor. Okay. Was not Jalen Stroman. Chuck Clark? It was, <laughs> it was not Chuck Clark either. Uh, and then not Cam. <laughs> our leading tacklers were Kelly Lawson and Alan Tisdale. They had uh, yeah. eight, eight and seven respectively. We got sacks when we needed them too we defensively. We did. There was no there was no backbreaking long third down conversions that Dracovic was converting. Um, you know, Cole Nelson and and Keonta Jenkins got in there uh, on it was a third and four, uh, got in there on a sack. And this was right after Pitt had scored back to back touchdowns with our turnover. And this is huge. not to mention the fact too that Pittsburgh was very, very unoften. I couldn't think of the right word. They didn't have a ton of third and twos, third and ones, third and inches. Like you were seeing Pittsburgh and like, I think they had like a third and 36. Obviously we were aided by a couple of penalties, um, but you were putting them in long downs where you knew you had to make Phil Jakovic throw the ball. And we just talked about it. I feel pretty good if Phil Jakovic has to throw the football. Um, and um, again, that's credit to how you play on first and second down. How is Phil Jakovic going to get one more year of eligibility? <sighs> you know, I, I'm here for the dunks on Dracovic. It, it sucks that he got hurt. It's it, it's just it reminds me a lot of Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez when he goes out, I think it was Game Four in the 2000 and uh, 2004 ALCS, and he's like, you know what? At some at a certain point, you just got to go out and you got to say the Yankees are my daddy. And you know, Phil Dracovic over the last couple of years has found a way to win a game, but it was not by him lighting up the scoreboard. So uh, Phil Dracovic has continued to struggle against Virginia Tech his entire career. Um, and we came away with a W this time, which is fantastic. The Yankees are my daddy. <laughs> the Yankees. How, how fun was that? For you, well, probably a lot of fun. Uh, for you me, know, 2003. Uh-huh. Uh, 2003 Red Sox Yankees. We yeah. can do a whole podcast about that. How about the crowd and making an impact? <sighs> we say this and people like to make fun of us mm-hmm. because we're the fan police. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you if you listen to this on Saturday, you probably show up to make an impact. And yeah. I would hope that you encourage your friends, neighbors, accomplices to also make an impact at Lane Stadium. And that's exactly what we did mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Three or four pre-snap penalties. A ton of three pre-snap game. penalties. And, and I looked at you and um, the third quarter was from start to finish one of the loudest quarters I can remember at Lane Stadium. The entire quarter was deafening from start to finish. The crowd is, we always talk about it, Virginia Tech's not just a passionate fan base, they're an intelligent fan base. And anytime we needed to make a stop, everybody is on the same page. What I love to see, too, from a swagger perspective, I'm looking at the field. Pitt's in the huddle. They're looking back. They're trying to get the call. They can't get it. And you got Kelly Lawson. You got Feldarius Payne. You got everybody getting to the crowd, pumping the crowd up, pumping their fists, getting everybody excited. And that's the type of brand of football that Virginia Tech, from the outside, everybody is saying, where is this? And it was there. It was tangible from the fan base to the coaching staff to the players. 
I'm getting blue in the face talking about it. To quote Eric McLean, come on, come on, come on, come on. We saw it. We oh, saw it. It was gosh. there. It was. There was a fourth and one, which eventually led to a, a pre-snap penalty. I think it was the delay of game. Mm. And I was just, you know, standing there yelling. <laughs> As one does. As one does. <laughs> shaking the shit out of my keys. <laughs> I got to tell you, I am... Like if if it's third down and I'm not shaking my keys, like check my pulse. <laughs> Pat, when Pat curses on a podcast, you know he's having a good time, man. <laughs> I, it was it was awesome. It was so awesome. Um, I was so freaking proud to be a part of it. Oh, you know, my gosh. Um, talking about the bad, I don't have a ton about the bad. Um, the only thing that I didn't like per se. I thought we really benefited from the officiating because it was bad for Pittsburgh in the late second quarter. One of our drives, everybody gets fired up because they have the late hit on Kyron drones. And it's probably whack that I do this because it's probably annoying from like a fan base perspective. As soon as they threw the flag, I was just like, that is a horrible, horrible call against Pittsburgh. It was a broken play. Kyron Drones tries to make something happen. Everybody's got him wrapped up. The whistle starts to blow and Kyron Drones is thrown or pushed to the ground. It wasn't egregious in any way. Flag comes out and credit to Virginia Tech. They end up continuing that drive and getting in the end zone. Mm-hmm. It was our third touchdown of the day. I'm the same way with targeting. Anytime I see targeting, it could be like the last play of the game. We get targeting and somehow it extends the game and I'm still going to go like, hey, I hope we win, but I hate that. Um, so the, uh, the officiating bothered me in that uh, in that part of the game. Uh, offensive line was better. They still struggled. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, and Peter Moore, look, the guy can't be Jeff Fiegel's every single day, okay? You know, it's easy to get on there, and it's easy to say, well, this guy played horrible. At the end of the day, he punted five times. He had a 40-yard net. I think he had a he, – he was boomer bust. He had a couple of really bad uh, – a, a couple of really bad punts, came off the side of his foot, went out of bounds. Um, he had other ones that were great. So – but the good news is everybody else in the team picked him up. We played complimentary football and we made it happen. So I think it's time for the past blue ribbon of the week. You could give it to the fan base. You could, you could do that if you wanted to. I could give it to the fan base again. I could give it to Tucker Holloway again. Cause he took, did he take another shot? Did he take another shot? What do you mean? He's uh, you know, how he got beat up like, Three, all three. Oh, he takes some hard hits. He took yeah. a hard hit on one of the punts. I think another thing before you go on that is he he has been banged up early on in the season, and you saw him line up at wide receiver way more today than he has the entire season. Um, I love that guy being just being back there on punt. He could fair catch every punt, and I'm just like, I'm glad Eleven's back. Yes, because if something's able to happen, he's going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So without a doubt. So for Pat's blue ribbon of the week. And why do we do this? Because we love PBR. We do. At the Sons of Saturday podcast. We do. And our guy, Austin, mm-hmm. hopefully we can link up for the uh, for the Wake Forest game. Yes, sir. PBR is the only beer, not the only beer, mm-hmm. Lane Stadium is the only stadium, college stadium, in this great nation yes. that sells Pabst Blue Ribbon. So if you want to partake responsibly, of course, as one does. Please. Head on down to Benny's in the east. It's in the southeast corner, but mm-hmm. it's on the east stands, and they serve PBR with Benny's Pizza. Hashtag suds and a slice. <laughs> Pabst and a pizza. That's right. So 
this week, my blue ribbon, it's the staff and the players. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a group of people who have been under the, under the microscope this week. Rightfully and, so. Just saying. Right? Yeah. You know, Three-game losing streak. Obviously, some growing pains. Mm-hmm. And everyone's pointing fingers. Yeah. Right? Fan base is in distress. No one is happy. All we want to do is freaking win a game. Yeah. At home, under the lights, in conference, against a well-coached team in Pittsburgh. The amount of pressure that the staff was under, the amount of pressure that this team has been under, and to face that adversity and say, hey, we're actually going to go score the most points that this coaching staff has ever put up tonight. And we're going to set the tone early. We're going to score first. And we're going to score six times, mm-hmm. five touchdowns and a field goal. I mean, this team could have scored 45 last night. This team absolutely could have scored 45 points. And I think what's most what's, what's important is when the fan base is out here asking questions, when the fan base is pointing fingers, that's going to come. The coaches understand that. The players understand that. That's just sports. That's the way that it works. But at the end of the day, what matters, what matters, the fan base is going to support the fan base is going to, is going to do what it needs to do. But the team is what matters. All this other noise, whether it's from the national media, whether it's from fans, whether it's from you know burner accounts, whatever it's from, as long as you don't let that division, that finger pointing and that negativity get into the locker room and spread like a cancer throughout the team, that is what they showed that they had the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, am, I am so proud of the guys. I'm so proud of the team. I'm so proud of the coaching staff. It was um, – you had to have it. You had to have it. How much would you have loved to be a fly on the wall in that locker room? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's the thing, too. You mentioned it with Kyron Drones. You mentioned it with um, Basial Tootin. You mentioned it with the defensive line stepping up. You mentioned it with, you know, some of the guys on defense. Like, the team looked like they didn't only have leadership, but they had the common goal of this is not happening. This is not how this is going to go down. Um, And what better time to pick it up than getting right into conference play, you know, just a statistic. It's what's on paper. Virginia Tech is tied for first place in the ACC. Uh, but all jokes aside, so proud of that football team. Um, moving on to one big thing. Following the 14-point swing in the third quarter, which I got to tell you, there was some serious below-the-belt quench, uh, qu- uh, clenching going on by me and everybody in the stadium <laughs> um, when Pittsburgh comes back to make it 28-21. That was scary. The three drives following that, we punt after the fumble touchdown. Defense comes out, says, hey, I got you. Three and out with a sack on third and seven. And then you got the 53-yard Virginia Tech touchdown of Jalen Lane, the second play of the drive. And then the energy is back in the building. Everybody's good. Everything's good. And uh, they find a way to do it. And I know it's one big thing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it two big things because it's my podcast. It's your podcast. And we make our rules. We make the segments. And sometimes we go off on tangents. And here's one. Look. I'm just shocked that Virginia Tech, when faced with all this on-field adversity, faced with coming having Pittsburgh come into town, you have all these challenges. You know, how are we going to be able to run the ball? Are we going to be able to stop the run? Are we going to be able to throw the ball? Are we going to be able to score enough points? Are we going to be able to prevent them from scoring points? Those are all problems. But then you talk about the real problems that we're facing. And the real problems are we're doing a whiteout and we're not wearing white. How are we going to win this football game? We're playing at night and we don't have LED lights. How are we going to win a football game at night without LED lights? How are we going to win a football game when we don't have a drone to record us running onto the field? How are we going to do that? We're guilty of it. 
everyone's guilty of it. When you lose games, you have stupid conversations. And I'm so glad that that wasn't being talked about after the football game. Um, the shade of maroon did look great on the jerseys. It was TV. dark. It was dark. Yeah, it was dark. We looked, we looked, we looked fresh. I, I know, I know you're in and out on the white helmets. I love the white helmets. I think it's such a great look. Um, very. My, my, we were on the phone with my pops, and uh, here were his two. Here are his two bullet points. First one was, you know, when the ACC network brings their A team, you guys look damn good on television. And that's true. That's true. The production value from ACC Network, again, to go on a tangent, when they come to town, it is awesome. The location that they do ACC PM in front of Castle Coliseum with the backdrop being Lane Stadium, they interviewed Kenny Brooks, Georgia Amore, and um, and Liz Kitley. It's it's awesome. And they have like this, this like, I don't want to call it a playpen because it's for like adults and like normal people, but they have all this cool stuff. They have this like football thing you got emac there you got flowers there royal i always mix up eddie royal and brand flowers i have to stop doing that that has to stop yeah. that stops today um but he's out there and it's just they do a phenomenal phenomenal job so i do want to tip my cap to the acc network um and it's just great and the second thing that he said <laughs> this was actually pretty funny so i call him up and i think he's gonna have a problem with penalties he's gonna be like look gotta clean that up can't do the kind of football team he goes honestly with the new kickoff rules where it goes out of the end zone every time, I'd say bleep it. Just do what you're going to do. Take the penalty, kick it so they have to return it, and get some juice and get some moxie and lean into that. Let's let's just do that. I'm for it. So, um, man, just a fun, fun football game. Uh, inconvenient truths. We did this last week. I just – I'm going to say it. Virginia Tech does go to Florida State. The spread is, from what I hear, the biggest in Power 5. I think it's 25, 27 points. It is a huge challenge for Virginia Tech. We're going to break down every angle of the uh, Virginia Tech-Florida State matchup. We're going to be there. We're headed down to Tallahassee. Um, This was such a huge win, knowing that that game is coming up next. And we'll talk about it on the preview, but just show up, be competitive, do everything you can. Boston College found a way to hang around. I think we made some serious changes. I think they're going to have a ton of film to go over for on our side. And Florida State's going to have to be honest, going over some things that they probably didn't think were going to be an issue. So awesome, awesome job. Should we move on to letters from the lunch pail? It's time. Letters from the lunch lunch pail. First question comes from our guy, Chris Baylor. Chris Baylor is getting a lot of love on this podcast, and he deserves it. He says, offensive line, are we finally seeing some development, best performance to date? Was the offensive line better this week than it has been over the past four? Yes. I think that I, I think Brody Meadows deserves a ton of credit having to move to guard for to fill in for more who's being out. And he played a pretty damn well ball game. I think that the offensive line still has their struggles. We're still having MAs. We're still having guys in the backfield, ton to improve upon, but the creativity from Tyler Bowen and from this offense put us in a position to execute and make the run game better. Kyron Drones helps with that. I loved that we kept the power toss that we ran. You saw a ton of uh, misdirection from offensive linemen pulling to the left, but the play is going to the right, so you're freezing the linebackers and you're getting the running back in a one-on-one situation with an outside linebacker or a cornerback or a safety, and it's one-on-one, and they're able to make a guy miss or run over his face. Um, That was awesome and running outside of the tackle box. So 
Yes, I think the offensive line is better. I do think that the run game improvement has a lot to do with the creativity and opening up the playbook and sticking with the run game. So that kind of ties into our next question. I don't have the name for this. I'm sorry. Um, but there were three questions. Um, which is more likely regarding Bowen's play calling on Saturday? Uh, was he hiding or saving things until conference play? Maybe. I'm not like huge on that. I think when you get into certain situations, at the end of the day, you go into each game with a list of plays that you're going to run. Uh, it's not like you have plays in your back pocket where you're like, okay, we're in conference play. We're in the game. So now we're going to call this. You put the game plan together and you work off of that. Um, and I think he just did a really good job of in installing or opening up plays that we hadn't seen or that worked against Marshall. And I think the order and the system he was using to deploy those, to deploy those plays worked out in our favor. Um, the second one was coaching for his job. So he emptied the tank, including any copycat plays he knows of. Um, I don't think so. I think that, and coach, uh, coach Prime made this pretty obvious. Like he's like, look, I'm going to support my guys. I'm going to do everything to support my guys, but we got to stick to the run game. We got to figure some stuff out. He just called a great game. Like that's it. And they committed to drones and tailored the offense to him. I know there has been a ton of conversation about the depth chart and everything else. As far as I'm concerned, again, a guy who isn't in the meeting rooms, this is not insider information, but not for a second did I not think that Kyron Drones was going to run onto the field against Marshall and run onto the field against, who did we just play? Pittsburgh uh, yeah. and Rutgers. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to run onto the field against Florida State. Uh, if it's not that way, then we'll talk about it. But I think that Kyron Drones has shown – from his moxie, from his ability to do what he needs to do, for his ability to throw the football and run the football, that he's our guy and that's what it's going to be. So I guess to sum all of that up, take the depth chart and the um, roster with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I'll repeat it. It is not really something that needs to be public information. We're going to know who the starting quarterback is when they run out for sure, but I would assume that it's going to be Kyron Drones, um, barring something significant. So any thoughts on that? If you don't, it's I don't have any thoughts. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Um, that's it. I got to tell you, I love doing podcasts after wins. I love doing podcasts together. So this was fun. I can't believe we just, you know, thought we were going to be here for an hour and a half talking about this thing. If this was 2019, we would record a three hour podcast, kind of like we did with the six overtime game. You but live and learn. You live and you, you learn. learn. Nobody well, wants to sit down and listen to three hour podcast. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do Sharky shout outs and we're going to just talk about the weekend. And mm -hmm. if, if you care about that, you want to hear what we did this weekend? We had mm -hmm. so much fun. It was so, awesome. So, so awesome. We might talk for another hour. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, Surprise, it is three hours. Storytelling. Yeah. Engage. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is time for Sharky shoutouts. Now you got to see JJ this weekend in Sharky's. I got to see JJ in Sharky's. Something special is happening at Sharky's. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Easter egg. East, East, something special is happening at Sharky's. Um. I want to shout out before I get into the weekend, Nick Lappy. He played for Pittsburgh. I believe he played linebacker. I coached him in high school. When the announcer came over the PA, he said Nick Lappy on the tackle. I was like, no way. That's a guy that I coached at Northern Highlands my first year post-college. So it was great to see him out there. He was a walk-on who earned a scholarship at uh, Pittsburgh. So shout out to my guy, Nick Lappy. Um, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal day. Speaking specifically about uh, the football game, Section five, we had an unbelievable crew. 
I'm talking, I mean, you're I'm gonna leave out names, so I need you to help me out. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking Willie Cranick, Griffin, we're talking Casey, Juliana, Taylor. Um, help me. This is where you know Caroline, Caroline, Tom, 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 Tom. My, we hung out with Tom Brady this week. My my close friend Tom Brady that I have not seen in a dog's age. He was living out in uh San Diego. Mm-hmm. Marine, Marine Tom, living in Wilmington now. So he's uh he's Put his orange and maroon glasses back on. Uh, yep. He's back on the East Coast and had an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Ed and Carly. Ed and Carly. We had uh, Georgia Amor make a guest appearance when she came down. And I got to tell you, fantastic, fantastic time with that. Now, love the impact that she has had on Virginia Tech. This is a message to anybody if you are meeting Derek Jeter. If you are meeting um, the president of the United States, if you are meeting the starting pitcher for the New York Yankees, when you want to make an interaction, have an interaction that is either going to leave a positive impact and not a weirdo impact. That is all I'm going to say on that. She understands. <laughs> and those kind of people understand that people are going to want pictures and people are going to want interactions. I'm just saying, don't do things that will lead you to being someone that you're like, I hope I never see that person ever again. But it was great. She came down for about, you know, a quarter or two, hung out, had a great time. Um, Willie Cranick, on that note. So that's my buddy. We grew up together in New Jersey. Tattoos. He was on a Rutgers preview. Very strong accent. Tattoos. Speaking speaking of accents. Mustache. Crazy, crazy New Jersey accent. He's a cop in Hudson County, New Jersey. This poor guy. No connection to Virginia Tech other than I like Billy Ray. He's my good buddy. He comes down to Virginia Tech once a year. He makes it to a Virginia Tech game every single year. So his first game ever, he came to the Syracuse game. Final year of Coach Fuente. 2021. We lose. Last second. Devastating. 2021, he also says, you know what? I'm going to double dip. I'm going to go to the bowl game. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to go to the bowl game. It's in Yankee Stadium. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm going to go to the bowl game. We played Maryland. Not a fun football game to be at. Um, (laughs) He was at that game. So then he's like, oh, dude, I'm going to come to the West Virginia game. Y'all's got a new coach. It's going to be awesome, incredible environment. I'm going to come on down. West Virginia game, we lose. We lose again. And then what was the game he attended after that? Was that it? I think that might have been it. That might have been it. No, he also attended the Pittsburgh game. He came to the Pittsburgh game in 2021 as well. 2020 or 2021, he came to one of the, one of those. One of those, He came to a Pittsburgh game that we also lost in a really bad fashion. He was 0-4. He was, long story short, he's 0-4. He's like Phil. Phil. <laughs> so he finally got to see a win. It was just awesome. He had an amazing time. Uh, it was his first time at Tots. He had a rail. Um, and he was going to get his second one. And I say, hey, look, man, it's it's 1.30. If you get another rail, I'm not carrying you around. I will, but I don't want to. I'm going to be really upset. And, and five might be the total amount of games that you go to. So so we cut it off after five. Um, but it was great to see that he uh, that he made it down. Speaking on the crew. I mean, yeah, my cousins were up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin Connor, All the my aunt Karen, my uncle Kenny, they're three rows behind us. You had Cornell. I was about to say Dr. John I thought it was Cornell. cool because JC, our guy, Dr. Mm-hmm. Cran, the Cornell Effect, as you guys know, is a sponsor of the Queens of Castle podcast. And Cornell got to meet Georgia mm-hmm. and get a picture with Georgia. That was great. Was awesome. That was great. Um, Dr. J. Him. I didn't get a chance to talk to Dr. Cran. Or I did get a chance to talk to Dr. J. She was amazing. She came over. Uh, we missed her because she moved out of Section Five. She, I think, she had her season tickets in Section Five last year. She had, she bounced on over, and this was our first time seeing her this year. She's awesome. I, 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 
I love her to death. I love when Dr. J trolls us on Instagram. I, I do love when Dr. J trolls us on Instagram 110%. It's like, it's like once a week. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, it is like what's coming, Dr. J, yes. if you're listening. Mm-hmm. It's Dr. J and Dr. J's wife. And then saw David Caitlin and Brian Lusher. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, Hal Byers. My guy, Hal, Trey and Molly. Mm-hmm. Dude. 100% approval rating. Logan Ross made her way down, who is now, congratulations, has uh, accepted a job at Virginia Tech. So really, really happy for her. Her boyfriend was in tow as well. I'm not sure how much of the football game he saw because he was watching his West Virginia Mountaineers. Who sh- hey, got to give respect where it's due. Neil Brown, they were ready to burn this guy at the stake. Dead man walking. Give him an extension. Yeah, I don't know about an, ex- about an extension, but they'll probably return the locks that they were planning on changing in the facility. Um, so he's bought himself some time. Florida State, Florida, after that, West Virginia is four and one. They defeated TCU. They upset a TCU. So, uh, my guy Hal Byers, mm-hmm. Amanda Hurst, Amanda Hurst, the um, Cullens, the Cullens. The field was great. So we went down, went down to the field pregame. Um, who did we get to see? Got to see Taylor Tannenbaum and our guy Stephen Collier, who does a great job taking care and making sure that we stand no crazy stuff. He had a great take. He said, Hey, drones 200 through the air, almost hundred on the ground, almost nailed. And it. drones was like two twenty eight through the air, 65 on the ground. Um, also Virginia tech is three and O with Taylor Tannenbaum in tow three and O with Virginia, uh, with Taylor Tannenbaum in town. Um, so you're welcome to any game. Come on down. Anytime you want to come Taylor Tannenbaum, come to the, come to the football game. We'd love to see it. Um, I loved doing this. I do this every single time. So we do the whole like <laughs> pregame thing. We have very different pregame stuff. So if you're if you're watching from the stands, you know, I'm a little bit of an emotional guy. I am. And our school is so awesome. And I get the jumping around thing. I get it. I love it. But when Sandman is happening, I just like for that, it's like time stands still. I'm just looking around. I'm like just looking at the stands. I gotta tell you, fans, you look beautiful up there. You really, really do. Um but when we when Sandman is done, we saw Brad Worthman, we saw our guy Scooter, we Evan. saw our guy Will, we saw our guy Evan. So many awesome people. Scooter, uh, Scooter, Seth Dooley was down there. Seth Dooley, so good to see him. I saw Laird yeah. Gardner down there. Um, Rock, Rock Carmichael, who was doing work with the Senior Bowl, which mm-hmm. was great. B A P in E Z B Benzo, whatever his Daphne and E Z Bino. And then, so what we do. Sandman happens, you jump, I do this weird like stoic walk around, <laughs> and then we go to the sideline and we sprint from the home sideline through the end zone to section five and go up into the stands where we belong. And every time somehow I run past Eric McLean. Talk about guys that are hard to miss. Eric McLean, just a big ball of muscle. Uh, and he's always standing. He's always got on a good suit. Come on. And I always run up to him every single time. And I just tap him on the shoulder. At Sandman just ends. He's got a 10-mile a, a smile written across his face. And I go, hey, man, you know it's better than Howard's Rock. You know that it is. Oh, come on. And every time he hits me with come on and EJ Manuel, <laughs> EJ Manuel and Royal always give him crap. And Kelsey Riggs goes, hey, I agree with you. And I was like, <laughs> awesome. So you sprint back to the off the record. Off, what, what off the record? I don't know. I don't know. Has Kelsey put that uh, in writing? Well, it's on the record now. It's on so the record. It's now. on the record now. Breaking news. Breaking news. Kelsey, Kelsey Riggs. Boomer. Um, 
so that was great. Um, we already talked about how awesome the ACC network does with their production. I mean, they really, really do a phenomenal job. Um, who else do we have? Chris Riegerd was man in the grill with Willie Kranick. I mean, game day is a little crazy. I love to share my Fitbit stats. Um, was looking at it. Uh, game day, because we walk everywhere. And Ed gives us crap about it all the time, rightfully so. Um, but on game day, there are a lot of places to go, a lot of people to see. And I hate that I don't get to see everybody. Um, we saw a lot of lacrosse folks because they had their uh, home The Monogram weekend. Club tailgate. The Monogram Club tailgate. Blair and Devin Wilson. Blair Nelson and Devin Wilson, two fantastic, fantastic. They're doing an unbelievable job with that. Um, that is something that is a thankless job um, because it's something that they just expect that every school has. Uh, I kind of make this joke where, you know, fans think that there's this room in the athletic facility, right? And they have thousands of tickets that's just left there. And it says, break this glass if so-and-so is coming to the game. And then anytime that any athlete wants to show up to the game, they run back there with their hammer, they smash it, and they grab the ticket. It's not how it works. But they're doing everything they can to build a welcoming and awesome experience for student athletes that want to come back, not just that we're football players, lacrosse, um, track and field, basketball, every single sport. Um, and it's special because I, I, I was talking with Blair about this. Like when you move on from football, you move on from basketball, you move on from whatever sport you're doing, connections are so important. Um, and I think that fosters a community that is going to help people in their professional careers outside of, uh, outside of ball. Just a lot of fun people over there too. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Charlie Howe. We were with Charlie mm -hmm. there a few weeks ago for Purdue. Um, but I was talking with Blair about – I guess I'll back up a little bit. You know, I go to the Monogram Club tailgate. Not a former athlete. Everybody's an athlete. Not you run. You you ran a marathon on uh, beers, donuts, and miles. So yes, you are athletic. Not not a, not a former college athlete. Now my dad and my uncle and my aunt—they're all in the Monogram Club. Mm -hmm. My dad was on the board of the Monogram Club way back, you know, twenty years ago, mm -hmm. and he brought he brought me to one or two Monogram Club board meetings when I was like three or four years old. Oh, wow. Um, he says, hey, Patty, uh, we're doing we're going to the tech, you know, temple game mm -hmm. and uh, or UConn. It was, you know, some some cupcake yeah. way back in the Big East days. And I would just hang out mm -hmm. at the monogram club meetings. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I was talking with Blair about Coach Jerry Shanae, mm -hmm. who my dad played for soccer. I, I have to specify because I learned that Jerry Shanae did not coach three sports at Virginia Tech. Jerry Shanae actually coached four sports at Virginia Tech. He was a longtime soccer coach. He wrestled at Kansas State. He coached wrestling for a little bit. And he coached the golf team at some point. And then I'm saying, Blair, did you know that? And she's like, of course I knew that. But did you know that he actually coached women's soccer and coached me for like, I don't remember if it was a half a season or mm -hmm. something. Like he, he did fill-in duties. So wow. coach Jerry Shanae. It's on the resume. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Love that guy. Who doesn't love Coach Jerry Shanae? Um, what else is going Speaking on? Speaking of somebody who I absolutely love to see, um, I mean this. This isn't me being funny. I, I would not have graduated from Virginia Tech without um, Rindy Roosh, who's now Rindy Mitchell. Um, she was my academic advisor uh, at Virginia Tech. Getting choked up and have a little bit of a raspy throat, um, but she was she yeah. was so helpful with everything. Um, and that is again, you talk about thankless jobs. These are uh, men and women in the student athlete success staff um, who basically 
each one of them are working with 60 or 70 different athletes and they're making sure they got the right classes. They're making sure that they're in a major that makes sense for them. They're making sure that you're doing your assignments. They're making sure you're showing up for class. They're handling everything. And, um, I, you know, I love Rindy. She helped me so much. And uh, her and her husband, um, they, her husband, Daniel, they had a work event and they brought a ton of folks. Um, and um, it was so, so, so awesome to see them. Um, so just huge shout out to, uh, Randy Daniel and that whole family. Great squad. Oh, fantastic squad. Came down for the section five pick too. Their whole group, their whole group from like, they had a bunch of, uh, customers from enterprise and, um, they said, Hey, we got this cool dream. We got to go. I know there's a lot of traffic, (laughs) but everybody wants to be in the pick. I was like, well, come on down. And they were in the picture, which was great. So that's love that. Oh, KG and coach young. And she told me to call her Margaret, so I won't say Mrs. Young. I just did, but Margaret, fantastic, awesome. It's always so great to see him. And uh, KG had a big group of recruits. It was a huge recruiting weekend. Basketball had a ton of recruits. Wrestling, right? Wrestling had seven, I believe the stat is seven top 50 pound-for-pound wrestlers visiting Virginia Tech. Um, and that's why these weekends are so important. It's not just important to bring them out and, you know, Hey, here's the football game. Here's the thing. But to do that and win the football game and have the crowd invested and cheering and being impactful for four quarters, it's special. And I went up to the basketball player, Joe kind of joked with him. I was like, Hey man, it's basketball players on the sideline. He's got sunglasses on. I'm like, Oh, this guy. I think his name's Andre. Maybe. Yeah. Andre or something. And I go up to him and I'm like, Hey man, think this is cool. There's this barn over there. It's got this big fan in the middle. It's got an ACC championship. Big ass fan. Yeah, big ass fan. It's got a championship banner hanging up in there. Why don't you say you come on down here? We get another one of them. I did. Uh, I got. I caught a lot of grief because when I went away, I said, "Now come back. Now you're here." And then, of course, KG hits me with, "You come back here. Now you're here." You, you know, give me a bunch of crap for that. That was great. Went to basketball practice on Saturday. Saw Coach Foster in the uh, University Club, which was fantastic. Um, did a little work up there. I love, love the University Club. It, it oh, is. Man. It is. Fantastic. Saw our guy Mike. That's Mike Borden's up there. MB hung out. Yep. Uh, that you go in the university club on Friday mm-hmm. before a game day. Come on, come on. You feel a little buzz. You feel a little bit of that, that yep. energy. Yep. You're talking about basketball practice. Here's a funny story about basketball practice. <laughs> so we're doing we're doing something fun with the bas- with the basketball team next month. Mm-hmm. I guess now it's October. Yeah, and. I said, hey, Ace, Custis, you and me, horse. You know, we're going to put some content together. He's like, bring it on. Yeah. So then Billy goes up to Ace. He's like, hey, horse, let's do it. And then Ace is like, yeah, let's do it right now. <laughs> so, so I basically – I was basically put through a shooting drill. I haven't shot a basketball in like a year and a half. It wouldn't have made a ton of difference. I thought it was like 10 years. It, 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 it was bad. It looked like I actually never touched a basketball before. Um. So I'm shooting around, and then I pass the ball to you, and you're kind of, you know, you're shooting like 10 or 15%. For a guy that's not shooting in a gym like that for a while, pretty good. You're hitting a couple. You're, he's 10 or 15. All right, how about like 20 to 25%? If you were not 10 making, or 15? You were not making one out of every four shots that that's you true. took. I, it may have felt that way. I promise you. 10%. Just as, soon as, as soon as KG told you, hey, Pat, you're taking the worst shot in college basketball, you're taking the long two, like you need to either move to the side or, or figure something out. I have this tendency where I, I don't know where I'm positioned on mm-hmm. the court. I think I'm behind the line, and every time – Go, bro, look at your feet. Yeah. You, are, you are literally <laughs> on the line. That's an awful basketball shot. And I'm just like, I'm I'm back against the wall. I'm like, 
damn. Like, so but I'm then, talking to the right guys. These guys can help fix yeah. my shot. So then, so then you get a nice little rhythm. You get a nice little rhythm, and then royalty enters enters the basketball uh, basketball facility. And what happens? So I drain a three. Yeah, feeling good. And, and it, feel- it was like pure. It was like <laughs> it was it was Hunter in Brooklyn. Like uh-huh. that's that's what it was. You know, I was like for, hey, for one shot. It was know, Hunter. I'm gonna do this like nine more times. <laughs> And <laughs> and then Georgia, I see Georgia walk in, and I airball the next one. <laughs> the whole women's basketball team's getting ready for practice. Like, uh oh, oh no, oh no, airball. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag nervous. Um, man, what a oh gosh. Um, I have this bad. I don't know if it's bad. It probably is. I have this tendency where, like, if I order one shot of shots, there's a timer in the back of my head. It says, hey, we're actually now going to order another round of shots every 10 minutes. Um, so we did get on that. We did get on that train a little bit. Had a great time out. It was awesome. Blacksburg, the weather. The weather deserves a hat tip. The weather was good. The weather was unbelievable. It was hot when the sun was out. Once that sun goes down. It was perfect. It was perfect. You, had, you, had, some, you had some folks wearing sweatshirts and mm-hmm. jeans. It was a blue jeans and sweatshirts night, but you know, you're probably getting a little hot. So I, I, I participated in a one-way Jersey swap uh, on the way back. So I'm on the, I'm on the field. And I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I am, I am profusely sweating and I'm running by. And I had seen, uh, I believe it was Ali Jennings brother. He's sitting in front row. We also saw Chantel Lovett twice, which was awesome. We ran into Chantel Lovett on a scooter and we ran into Chantel Lovett in the stadium. <laughs> so um, that was a ton of fun. So I see Ali Jennings brother and he makes a comment about my sweatshirt. And I told him, or um, it's Saturday. Act like it. You I can get him on the Southwest Virginia shop. You can. I saw him, uh, and he comments on it. And I remember that either him or the uncle. I was like, I want a popcorn Jennings shirt. I need one. I need that in my life, please. So I'm running out, and I give him a high five, and I'm like, I, I just can't. I cannot have this sweatshirt any longer. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die if I continue to wear this sweatshirt. So I tossed the sweatshirt. So I'm looking forward to get that back. We exchanged. Sizes. I'm not sure if it'll fit into a 2X, but uh, I did let him know 2X or 1X. Hook me up with one of those popcorn Jenny shirts and I will wear it proudly. You need to share the idea that you have for what you say all day when we are on defense and you want to put it on a t shirt. Why am I forgetting? Get up! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their catchphrase on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, some people don't. Mm-hmm. But I do. And it is get him. Mm. That's it. That's it. We're going to put it on. If you think that's a good idea, if that's a t-shirt that you would be interested in wearing, let us know. We're not going to make it. So Uh, I might, you might just do it anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, do like a quick little print full run, do a little Mm -hmm. drop ship. Um, Get him. Get him. Um, Let's see. Can I tell, can I name a couple people that I missed this weekend that I'm looking forward to seeing next weekend? Missed the Barlow's founder, creator, president, originator of section five. Miss you this weekend. Looking forward to seeing you next weekend. Rob Sapola and the Sapola family. Rob, this is your shout out. I love you guys. I love your energy. I love your family. And I love your commitment and love to Virginia Tech. He, Rob Sapola, for those of you that don't know, this is the gentleman who, um, a couple famous quotes. <laughs> Get Blumrick the ball. This guy has got two water bottles in it. He's got like actually he's got like six water bottles Mom in it. I need Blue. a couple of minutes on your podcast. <laughs> that is our guy, Rob Spool. I love you to death. You man. want it? You, you got, got it. it. I love, love 
Charlie, that guy. Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle. Love him to death. Who else did we miss this weekend? We missed Bryce. Bryce we missed Macy. And we missed Elsie, who, if you listened to the um, hot wings and hot takes. wings and hot takes, you know that Bryce is bringing baby Elsie, hopefully, to her first football game uh, next weekend for homecoming. Wake Forest. Uh, to Wake Forest. So do we want to talk a little bit about what's going on at homecoming? Do we want to save that for the end? Oh, no. Let's talk yeah, right now. I think we should do that. Okay. And let me let me make sure I have my uh, information 100% correct. Billy, can you fill the space for the next few I minutes? can fill the space. Um, just an unbelievable weekend of family and friends. If you're still listening, I really appreciate it. This is kind of, you know, podcasting is a little bit like a, a diary. And you do so many awesome things. You see so many awesome people. And at the end of the day, you just want to kind of have a diary of this stuff to go back to. I'm going to force my kids to listen to it one day. So this is our way of keeping track. And if you're still listening, thank you. There we go. Young alumni. <laughs> that was pretty good. I did a good job. Great. That, yeah. Thank you. I mean, think on your feet. You did it. Young alumni homecoming happy hour, Friday, October 13th. So it's not this upcoming Friday. It's next Friday, right before we play Wake Forest on Saturday, mm. which we might find out the game kickoff time tomorrow. Maybe I think so. It probably depends. They're probably going to do the one week hold. Six day hold. Yeah, they're going to get the hold. I would assume. Tangential classic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so four thirty to six thirty p.m. Game sold out. By the way, game is sold out. You guys, if you are a young alumni from Virginia Tech, now I want to say that's with like within the last ten to fifteen years. I'm actually not sure, but I don't think they're turning anyone away. If you want to participate and enjoy an awesome time and an awesome happy hour people at an call awesome us, venue. People call us old all the time and we're going. So, I mean, if, you know, I think we're young alums. Yeah, probably. Okay. So registration is $10 in advance. You'll get two drink tickets and they also have appetizers. $5 of your $10 registration goes to the keep jumping fund, which is awesome. So this is not even just like a, a donation to Virginia Tech. This is an athletic-specific donation that young alumni is putting on. So thank you, Mariah, mm -hmm. and the rest of the team over there um, leading the engagement there. We will be there mm -hmm. from 4.30 to 6.30. We will have koozies. Mm -hmm. We will have stickers. Mm -hmm. We will have laughter. We will have jokes. And uh, we will have fun. And then after that... This is the first time people are hearing this. After that, there's like um, Spirit Rally, Pep Rally, I think think it's on the drill field or in front of the GLC. We'll I, make sure you all know. We'll confirm that. But I think we're going to be emceeing that. Which I've never done. So hashtag nervous. That's right. Again. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully George is not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you so much to Mariah for uh, thinking of us. That's that's really exciting to do. So um, we are putting the red. So if you go to the alumni.vt.edu slash events, you'll find it. Every Everything is there. Uh, we also have put it out on our newsletter. We will do that on this week's newsletters as mm -hmm. well. If you're not subscribed to the Sons of Saturday newsletter, it's sonsofsaturday.com slash VT. Go to the bottom and type your email in and you can get set up on the newsletter that goes out uh, once during the week in the season and twice during weeks where we win. That's so right. more newsletters. From more victories so um i didn't do this before the podcast but i did just want to point out a couple of pictures from this weekend uh first and foremost shout out to everybody who participated 
in the win photo. It was awesome. It was epic. Thank you all so much for popping out. And for those of you that don't know, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're in town for Bla in Blacksburg, come on out. I'm also going to use this opportunity to shamelessly plug a really good picture of me, but it also ties into what happened. There was a time during the game on a third down where we came out. This was not it. This is just a sick picture of me. Um, fireworks went off. Like when Pittsburgh broke the huddle to go to the line of scrimmage, it was, oh, it was awesome. It was definitely a mistake. It was definitely also illegal. There's no way you're allowed to do pyrotechnics um, when a team uh, breaks the huddle. It's pretty surprised we didn't get penalized. Um, so that was, that was rather interesting. Any other game day environment notes? Our guy Casey, who's an Ohio State grad, brought this up. The DJ, he loaded the clip before the game, and he was just letting that thing bang all game. They were playing the hits, and one of the coolest things they did, they played Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Oh, my gosh. Everyone was so fired up. And everyone was so fired up, and they cut the music off right uh, when I got to the bridge of the song, and the stadium kept singing it. It was fantastic. And what was the one – when you walk away and you close your eyes, what is the one song that you remember hearing – all day. I swear, and I don't know if you guys can hear this. Yeah. I don't know if the mic is picking it up. Yeah. Don't play it too long because I don't want to get copyrighted. But you get you get the song. You do Joke, you get it. Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. Mm -hmm. Great song to play on defense. Oh my gosh. That that song is in the hangover. I mm -hmm. think is it the scene where Alan is essentially Rain Man? Yes. Uh, at the blackjack table. <laughs> yes. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Can I also say something that I want to pat myself on the back for? So I'm not really sure who is running Michael Vick's Twitter account right now. Um, I don't think it's him. I don't think that it's a massive leap to assume that it's not him. But at no point did I really think Michael Vick was attending this football game. That was like a rumor that was running rampant all week. Um, he put out a tweet basically saying like, so glad to be back home. It was worded a little bit like he was going to be there. Um, I think it was like, Hey, can't wait to see my alma mater play back, this weekend. Back at home. So there was a way to, it's yeah, just yeah, really back at home after a two week home stand or yeah. a away stand. It's interesting. Cause if you could have got the odds at Vegas, it probably would have been, you know, plus 500 to bet that he wasn't there just based upon the evidence that was available on Twitter. But I was like, I don't think he's going to be there. Uh, and I was right. So that was what I was saying. But it is cool that there's was he not there? Did pull. someone confirm that? I didn't see I guess we did. if he was there, he'd have yeah. been in the box or something. I, I, I'd be surprised they didn't. We haven't even talked about Danny Cole yet. Oh, my gosh. How did this how, how are we, you know, an hour and 15 minutes in and we haven't even talked about it? Two time guest of the pod. Mm -hmm. You guys, uh, plug. you know, want to go ahead and check out the archives. Danny Cole came on, I think, during COVID. He also did a rewatchables with us earlier this year where we broke down the Nebraska game. Fantastic. And that was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. And Danny Cole is, he's the best. Mm -hmm. So um, that's exciting. I will say how funny one, was that? The one thing I have to give him grief for, and look, the guy deserves to say it about himself. He did hit us with the, we run the ACC, which technically first place in the ACC right now, there's not really much you could say about that. I did laugh, but he did the crowd reactions to everything was so funny. So it's Danny Cole. Whoa! He gets up there and he goes, I just got one thing to say. We run the ACC. And you got half like, oh, and you got the other half was, yeah. <laughs> and then the one back and he saved this for the end and it unified everybody. Oh, my God. I caught that ball. Whoa! 
And it was so awesome because I saw my buddy Willie, who has zero, he has no idea who this short white kid is on the microphone talking. Danny Cole is not short. Okay, he has no idea who this guy Danny Cole is on the microphone. And it says legendary wide receiver. This guy's this guy was a legendary wide receiver. So I go over there, and he's going nuts when he said I caught that ball. And I was like, do you know the backstory? He's like, no, he's probably had a ball, probably caught it. They said he didn't. That's probably what happened. I was like, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, it was against Michigan in the Sugar Bowl. He's like, well, that's a pretty big deal. I was like, I know. Yeah, really big deal. So no shout-out to Pac-12 refs or whoever was calling it. Um, or All-State. I can't believe that that's been held on to for so long. And I know there are other things that we're forgetting. Oh, I got I got a few more here. Okay. I got a few more. Where are my notes? You want to do that thing again? Yeah, I can or fill you, some uh, space um, while Pat's trying to figure this stuff out. Um, he's back. We're good. All right. We got birthday shout-outs. We do have birthday shout-outs. Here's the thing. If you are a Virginia Tech fan or mm-hmm. affiliate, you might know that Virginia Tech was founded on October 1st, mm-hmm. 1872. Today. So if we do the math. There's only 53 it's minutes 2023, 150, <laughs> 151 years? Is that right? You're, you're asking the wrong guy. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> happy birthday, Virginia Tech. Happy birthday, Amanda Hurst, Section 5. She's the, she's the best. There she are knows. so many people like this that you, you – I, I literally see her six times a year. And every time I see her, I get so fired up to see her. So shout out, shout out, shout out. Happy birthday, Amanda. Happy birthday, Tracy Castle Newman. Mm-hmm. Seeing you guys on the field. Andy, missed missed seeing Andy, mm-hmm. but um, we were cracking up about the worm video all day today. <laughs> That's it. The worm video was so a classic. Uh, happy birthday <coughs> to our very close friend, John Yetzi. Mm-hmm. We heard John had an awesome day. Shout out to Courtney. Heard it was an awesome birthday for John. Uh, so that is exciting as well. We missed you this weekend. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest mm-hmm. burnt down. No more birthday shout outs, but uh, Tom Crow. Love that guy. Did man. hang out with Tom Crow a lot this weekend and the Athertons. Uh, what a time. Allison Yetzi, I saw in lot one as yeah. well. Uh, shout out to Nels. Nels was dressed the nines. He oh, had his, red, he had his, red, he had his red jacket on. Come on. That was awesome. It was great seeing him. Um, I had something again. Oh, I, Matthew Gentile's birthday was on Friday. Mm-hmm. He aced number 17 at the River Course. On that Friday. video is epic. That I think we got to get that video. Incredible. We'll get that yeah. video up here in the next couple of days. That was absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Can I can I give some feedback on something? I just think this is a bad idea, and I think people make it all the time. And this is – if Griffin, if you're – you better be listening, but I am going to give you some unsolicited feedback. It is a horrible idea to go to Blacksburg on Friday and play golf, and then go downtown, and then set up a tea time for eight o'clock in the morning the next day. I know on paper, it probably sounds like a really fun, awesome idea. Dude, we're going to go, we're going to play the river course, we're going to play it again the next day. It's actually a horrible idea, and you're probably going to hate playing golf the well, next it was, day. It was, it was the country club. They played BCC on Saturday. Shout out to Mandy and Andrew Ansel. Look, man, good seeing them. Doesn't matter where you're playing. If you're out in, if you're out downtown in Blacksburg and, you know, two o'clock in the morning rolls around and you're just then getting back to the house and you're doing the post gate, probably not a good idea to play golf the next day. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be what I'd want to do, um, but showed a ton of grit and stick-to-itiveness and did go and play the golf. So shout out to him and shout out to Casey. Are we missing anything? Um, I'm sure we are, but hey, there's always next podcast. I'm going to leave you with this. She's 3-0 in the building at Virginia Tech. She is potentially going to be the preview pod guest on the podcast. 
And the minute that I saw this photo after the Old Dominion game, it was the meme that was going to go up. So great person, big fan, but we are officially have different rooting interests. Taylor Tannenbaum, Florida State grad. That is her representing Florida State's playoff hopes. The Hokie bird in the back. The why not us Hokies. Florida State, Virginia Tech, 330, Tallahassee on ABC. Live in this win. Soak up the win. It was a great day. Great day of football. And we're on to Florida State. 1-0 in the ACC. What a fun podcast. Have a great week. Come on. Last thing. This is what I wanted to say. This hat. I'm so glad that I got it. It is a Final Four 2023 NCAA Women's you gotta talk about my hat. hat. Alumni Hall, $10. Which means with the 10% discount, I got it for $9. I should have gotten that. You should have gotten mad. I handed it to you. Um, but shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Head on down. Let them know the Sons of Saturday sent you. Please tell them the story behind this hat. I also have a hat. <laughs> this is self-incriminating. So this is what we do. We have a podcast. Our life is self-incrimination. That's true. I found this hat. At SHI Stadium two weeks ago, a wonderful Virginia Tech fan left their hat behind. It was just sitting under the bleacher. And I said, wait a second. That is a great hat. So I have the same hat. I like yours better because it's almost like it's not reflective. It's a very aggressive orange. It pops. It's got a pop. It's very much a pop. Pop Mm. Watson. So (laughs) this hat was on my head yesterday. It was. And we ride, we ride superstitious things as long as we can until mm-hmm. they fade out. Yeah. I will be wearing this hat on Saturday. I do think we need to put this caveat out. Two things. Number one, if this is your hat and you want it back, please let, let me know. know. I, need, I need to see uh, photo proof of you wearing this hat at mm-hmm. the Rutgers game to believe you. Number two, it's late, so I'll say it anyway. If this is your hat and you don't want it back, but you do not regularly shampoo your head, please also let us know. Um, so we can wash the hat. Um, but aside from that, great hat, great look. Speaking of great looks, rowback, head on down, Sons 20%. of Sat VT, Sons 20% VT. off, Sons VT. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. If this podcast was with myself, you would yell at me in the morning, rightfully so. That's a podcast, a win podcast. They're so fun. I don't want to stop recording it, but we're going to because it's tomorrow in 48 minutes. We so go. have a great week. Enjoy your win Monday or win Tuesday whenever you're listening to this and beat Florida State. Let's go, hoax. Go, birds. To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know what you're thinking.